0: This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz.
1: Hello, welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions, facts, and ideas about comedy. I'm David Munoz. And my name is Igor Monday. And today we will discuss: can you make money from comedy? And the different stages of a comedy career. So,
0: at what stage are you at, Eagle? Well, that's actually a good question because people ask me a lot when they see me at the club, on stage, or behind the curtains, you know, running mm-hmm. the show and stuff, and they see me as a comedian, mostly, not yeah. as an organizer, promoter, or something like this, but they do ask me, like, is this your job? Yeah. Is this what you do, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And it is, but it isn't. Yeah. I mean, it's I, what I tell them is the answer that the only answer i can tell them is i do earn money doing this yeah but it's not a thing i don't earn most of my money doing this you know yeah. it's not like a sustainable source of income
1: could you pay rent and feed yourself with this money no yeah
0: okay <laughs> well i mean in in the context of my life no yeah. like you know if i if i lived I don't know, with my parents Mm -hmm. in my parents' like basement, or I don't know, in my girlfriend's flat or something like this. If I didn't have to pay rent and if I didn't want to live comfortably, or if I didn't think about saving money or investing in in the future, or you know, etc., etc., then I would say that I do earn some amount of money that is is not nothing. You know, it's not just like some kind of pocket money here and there i earned some amount of money but it's not enough to make a living
1: yeah
0: right and this is the current stage and i think this is because i have a day job i mean i have a day job and you'd have a day job and i think all of our current performers at our club here in moscow have day jobs we're talking about like english scene i know if we talk about like the russian comics there is a very small percentage that is professional and like they do TV and writing and whatever, then like a smaller percentage that is basically people who do the circuit, the yeah. clubs and so on, but they still don't do anything else. So they just do comedy. Mm-hmm. And then most people actually, for most people, it's like an evening job, but not the real job. You know? Yeah, so only a very small percentage are actually living the dream. Yeah, and I, I, I would even <laughs> argue living the dream part because i know a few of them i talked to a few of them so if they can earn what is let's say officially an average salary in moscow but unofficially it's like a salary you would have in mcdonald's yeah so you know like basically if you're flipping burgers eight hours a day yeah you can earn as much as doing stand-up every night Of the week Mm yeah right so that's 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 kind of the the reality at the moment even though I see like year to year that market is expanding like standard is growing so people are ready to pay more for good entertainment they're seeing the value in this Mm -hmm. so that's why basically I think it it's getting there Mm -hmm. people are earning money with comedy but for personally for me and I know for you as well we have day jobs and we have to keep an additional source of income to have some stable and, I don't know, like regular income. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, okay. So for my situation, yeah, exactly like you, I have a, a day job. Actually, I'm on I'm the rung lower because for me, it is just a little bit of pocket money. And usually it's pocket money to buy one or two beers after the show and that's it. It's gone. <laughs> so... So it's, it's not an income at all, I would say. It's just a little bit of like, you know, fun money and appreciation money, if anything, actually. That, that's what it feels more like. Like, you know, we appreciate you came. So I think the big issue is it, it depends one, where you are in your development as a comedian as such, and two, the scene that you're in. And I think uh, a big factor is the fact that we are in Moscow. We're in Russia we're doing stand-up, not in Russian, but in English. That takes a huge factor of availability, profitability, all the rest. And secondly, the fact that, you know, no one here has reached the 10 year mark yet or anything like that. Like in, in places like England and America, you probably won't hit your professional stride until you've been doing it for about 10 years. And at that point, that's when you start touring, and you have a name that you can start bringing in a crowd with just your name. Until then, you're 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 fighting for spots on stage in clubs, for the most part. So I think yeah, that's that's the main
0: point. So I'm. But I'm even the even the. Let's let's call it, as you said, like pocket money, yeah. like appreciation fee, yeah. right? For like you came, you prepared, you have some experience, you have some like years of coming, you're standing yeah. behind you. Uh, I know that you have a tight 10, yeah. 15, 20 minute set. If you do this set, we will pay you. It's yeah. not going to be a substantial amount, but you'll get paid for your work. Mm-hmm. It's... Is it you know like isn't important for you to get some payment for your work? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's like I said. That's what
1: I said. Appreciation money. It's the we appreciate the fact that you have put in the effort and things like that. Yes, we can't give you you know for example we can't pay you fifty thousand rubles for this set because we don't have fifty thousand people coming in. You know we we don't. It's just what it is. It's the situation that we're in. But on the other hand, um, like. It's easy to say, oh, it's because we're in Moscow and it is a big factor and it is true. But at the same time, even for professional comedians in other countries, like I I met this uh, comedian when I was in Madrid who had been doing it for, well, he had like two phases of his comedy career. Like a lot of comedians did it like became full on professional, then took a break and then came back to it sort of thing. And he had been quite well known and he performed on stage with a lot of the big names like Seinfeld and all the rest, like they they came up together and stuff. And I met him in, in Madrid and he was just doing a set at this little club, probably the only place that was really doing English comedy. And I talked to him afterwards, we were hanging out, we ended up hanging out like till late in the night. And I asked him at one point, I'm like you he's been on television he's been on those talk shows you know doing his his mo- moments there and I said, can you make a living of being a doing comedy and he looked at me and he went, yes and no and he went, yeah, you can make a living you you know you can get to the point where you're paying rent and things like that he goes, but when I go on tour, I'm still going to taco Bell and looking for the one dollar deals. that's my dinner it, it's yeah. just and it was kind of almost sad it was like really even after you've performed with all these big names like you actually met and hung out with Bill Hicks and stuff like that and you know you obviously when he performed yeah he was good and it was just like yeah just that 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 90s feel to him but it was just yeah it was just so him on stage and his smart ass ways of saying things and he's yeah it was very reminiscent of that sort of Bill Hicks era those types of comedians and and I was saying, yeah, this guy should be huge. But he was like, he walked away from comedy after the 90s because there wasn't no money. He was just like, there isn't any. There wasn't any money enough, and it was cutthroat and all the rest. He ended up running a club in Japan for a while. comedy club and over there but that wasn't his main job even his main job was doing some uh pr work for companies and things like that Uh, or something like that i can't remember what exactly it was and now the last i heard i believe he's either in costa rica or guatemala one of those two places that's where he lives now and he does stand no it is guatemala yeah he's living in
0: guatemala and yeah yeah i think this is and this is the difference I think, in the amount that you earn from comedy and I do, just because I organize in addition yeah. to performing. If we talk about performance, just performing, I think it would be somewhere yeah. near and then plus the organizing and so on. And also, I, I went like, I think, four times. I went like traveling doing comedy and like Mm -hmm. tours it's of course the difference in the location as well and you know Mm -hmm. the standard and how much can you charge for a ticket because i remember first tour we did was kind of central europe basically like central eastern europe and for the show we did in serbia in belgrade the ticket price was two euros yeah so that's what they charge their regular shows. And we're like, but we're coming from abroad. It's five people. It's like, you know, in English, it's not something you have every day. And they're like, we know, and we appreciate it and so on, but we just can't offer what like more than we earn. You know, like we, we have to put this price because if we put four euros, people won't come. Yeah. So we have to put like two euros, and then we can pay you your fee from that, from the ticket. And it's it's not gonna be like profit. Yeah. It can cover like your bus or something to get here and a night in a hostel, but yeah. it's not gonna be profit. So first, like three tours I did were like that. I mean, I lost money on them. Last one that we did myself, Oleg Denisov and Ali Weinstein, we went to Scandinavia where yeah. standard is higher and tickets are more expensive mm-hmm. and you can actually price a foreign show properly. Yeah. And we, it was commercially successful. Like We earned money on this tour, mm-hmm. but it's also not something you can do like every week you can go on tour. It's like once in two or three months, if you go to different areas, different regions, or like twice a year to the same, maybe when you, and in this kind of ensemble, because if you come as a one person and we had like a Russian themed show. So it's interesting for people to hear from uh, like three different people, three different perspectives, how it is to live in Russia. But if I just go as one man, one hour show like, I don't know how many people I can attract and what I can charge for it and so on. Like, you have to have a very good hook. Uh, yep. Oleg did a great job of organizing all those shows and even better job of promoting all those shows because he, like, got asses on those seats yeah. that were ready to pay to see that. And I think everyone was satisfied. And they asked, like, when are you coming again? Blah, blah, blah. where can we see you? And so on. But it's it, it's a lot of work to get to this thing to, de- to get to this point and not only like that i spent money on the first few tours but the time as well and so on and i try to keep my day jobs flexible so i can have time for comedy <laughs> yeah. because that's what i really want to do but the question is since we're both now let's say semi-professional we yeah. get paid for our work for our set especially if it's some kind of showcase uh, bigger show like show in a different cities and so on mm-hmm. but it's not our main source of income mm-hmm. the question is do you want to do comedy professionally that would
1: be the dream that would be like amazing like if 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 i cut forward like if someone gave me like a little magic globe you rubbed in and say see yourself in 20 years and there's me being a professional comedian i'd be like holy crap no what yes oh sweet
0: all right so next question two next questions yeah first of all what would you do? Mm. I mean, like, when I say comedy professionally, I think making a stable, like, solid income just doing stand-up is tricky. Oh, if yeah. you would also do writing, acting, producing, something like this, mm-hmm. you might kind of, from all these things, yeah. you know, accumulate a sum that's kind of a normal salary of one banker. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, but, but so, like... who bank of money. Mm, <laughs> so what would you be, like, what are you what would you be interested in doing and what do you think you could do look uh like i
1: said i looked in that globe i would be like oh wow why because i don't expect that to happen Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not expecting to get to that level um i i think it's always going to be the thing on the side i think it's always going to be my mistress in a way like you know it's it's the piece on the side the only way I can see is, because it's one of those, you know, lucky breaks, meeting the right person, whatever. The only way that would happen would have been, uh, would be if I happened to
0: meet someone who gave me an opportunity. I do remember you telling me that you meet, you did meet someone who gave you an opportunity, then you lost the business card. Yeah, exactly. I need another one of those. I need another one of those.
1: So, you know, second time's a charm. Uh, not, don't mess it up uh, this time. But that's what I mean. Exactly. It's, it's about that moment. And... What I would say is right now, where I'm at, uh, one, my problem is the the hours that I have with my current job, because it's as an English language teacher, that means that most of my shifts, pretty much the bulk of my shifts are from 5.30 to 9.30 sort of thing. And at that point, well, shows start at 8.30, 30. I finish at 9.30, but the time I actually get to the venue, it's half an hour to an hour later. It depends on the thing, on the situation, right? So... That needs to change, which it is actually going to change soon um, because I'm getting a, a promotion, uh, which, puts, which means I'm not going to be a teacher anymore, technically. Uh, I still will do some teaching, but it's not going to be my main focus. I'm going to have more of a closer to a nine to five, but it won't be. I still finish at 8.30, apparently. But the point is, one, you've got to have the right schedule that fits in with the comedy what, when, you know, when clubs play and things. Yeah. Uh, secondly, it's the opportunities of where to play. All of that, so you know, how many gigs can you do per week? Uh, How much practice can you get? How much spare time do you have? The other factor is, are you married? Do you have kids? All of that, you know, priorities have to change shift. And I have recently gotten married and we want to have a child. So that's going to impact, you know, it doesn't mean I have to stop, but it means I might have to pick my moments better that's a big thing like for example I'd love to play Edinburgh Fringe Festival we've tried to to get in we uh and then we didn't get in and then COVID hit and then God knows because then all of last year's gigs are coming to this year's which means obviously they're not looking for anyone for this year really so the next year after that possibly but point is so that would be kind of like a, a dream for me to play Edinburgh Fringe Festival but at the same time I know it's sort of a not a dumb dream, but it's, it's a so what dream. Like, okay, so you played Edinburgh Fridge. What does that mean? Actually, nothing. Uh, because you're not going to be discovered there. Mm. You can't be, have that in your mind. Like I, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, the only way where that Edinburgh can really kind of start being like a platform, a bouncing off platform, is if you get something like nominated for newcomer. Then you get noticed. Not winning it, just being nominated will get you noticed by people. People will go, all right, what else can you do? From there, you can probably get into writing, you can get into podcasting or radio, or you can get into panel shows, you can get into other stuff, writing jokes for other comedians, doing late night TV joke writing, writing a script, a TV show, a novel, whatever. That's where those would become then your main income. The only difference is it's in a field closer to your comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is what I'm saying, like, unless you get nominated going there and I don't expect to be nominated. I I honestly think I don't think anyone in our comedy circles has got strong enough material being able to perform for uh three weeks or whatever it is to be, to get a newcomer position. I don't think anyone's actually quite there yet. Bit true, David, but okay. But but realistic. (laughs) I don't think any of us are of that level yet because of the simple fact that we just aren't able to do six, minimum six gigs a week. You know, we can't hone it out. We can't make it a full-time job, really. We just can't afford to do that. So in a way, like for us to get there, we'd probably have to wait another 10 years and then we could go with something that's newcomer, well, By then, we're all way too old and, and people wouldn't realize we we're newcomers. Secondly, just, just to go. Just to go would be great. You know what I mean? Just
0: to meet people, find out what they're doing. So, yeah. So, so, that's so at this way. point, you do believe that comedy and stand-up in particular is always going to be like a, a passion on the side. Yeah. Right? Especially if you're planning on like moving up like the career ladder, right? Yeah. Whatever. And the family and mm-hmm. so on. And I think this is actually the reason because people sometimes come up to me and they're being nice Mm -hmm. you know i'm not sure that any of them some of them maybe mean it and so on but they do say like why don't you do this professionally like you could you know you could do this professionally or Mm -hmm. something like this and i think from where i am now Mm -hmm. both physically and like metaphorically, mm-hmm. right? So physically from Moscow to do English comedy professionally is virtually impossible yeah. because we can, I can do like three shows a week. I can do an open mic, test some new stuff and do like two, let's say, like featured shows, yep. right? I can every two or three months go out to St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. Resign, Voronezh, whatever, like somewhere perform as well. When the borders are open maybe twice a year do like a two week, three week tour yep. around Europe. I wouldn't like travel to the U S Australia and stuff to do like yeah. three gigs because that would definitely lose a lot of money. So in Europe, I can make money hopefully because it's close and there are like mm-hmm. cheap flights and whatever, whatever. Yep. So it's possible to make money, but I don't think with the current situation, like I think I would have to do like five, six shows a week yeah. in Moscow to earn like proper or have these other gigs like writing or whatever, yeah. something like this. And also, I don't think that I'm there yet. I am like, yeah. if when to, when, when I, and I want to take that step, I want to try taking that step because I don't want to like, I don't know, by the age of 35 or something to try and take this step and then either make it or break it. But not when I'm 60 to think like, why didn't I ever... I spent like 10 years on stand-up. Why didn't I ever take that step into going for it? Yeah. But so many factors because it's such... And I think it's any art. It's like, I don't know, music. It's uh, painting. It's Mm -hmm. design. It's anything. Like you get paid when you have a gig. When like someone books you or pays you to do something. It's not stable income. It's not monthly income. Mm -hmm. And if you just depend on you, like if you can... Be the person that travels. Like, you don't have a wife or a kid. You don't have, like, I don't know, Old and sick parents, you have like maybe you have some family business, maybe you have some source of income where you can, you know, like cover your costs and expenses. Much of them, yes, yeah. much well, of your parents, not parents, maybe necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you like the family business, whatever you want to call it. Maybe yeah. you set up an app when you were 21 and now you're like getting money from that. I don't know, like, but you you know what I mean. You yeah. have to think, like, what will I eat tomorrow? Yeah, then you can think about taking this step and I don't know, spending three months, six months, two years gigging. And just kind of losing money on it until you get exposure, until you get uh, your perfect yeah. like 50 minutes for Netflix, until you get you know like just just kind of push through it. But I think that's the other
1: difference as well. Is like you're saying, you're talking about like doing this in your 20s, which is that's just it. Like when you're in your 20s you can maybe go a day without food. You know what I mean? Like your body is, you're willing to like, you know, you've got enough of that, you know, testosterone or estrogen or whatever. You know, you've got enough fuel in you that you can push through. Maybe it's alcohol or whatever, but you have that young body that can take a bit more punishment and is a bit more resilient. It can bounce back. So you can do like every so often a few days where you just don't, you barely eat and you're just surviving on on a bottle of Jack and Cola, you know, whatever. So you're doing that sort of stuff and yeah, you're you're sleeping on, you on, you're only sleeping four hours a night or something, and you're running from gig to gig, you're flying, and you're doing all sorts of things. I started doing this comedy stuff when I was 36. It was like when I kind of started and and I started kind of doing it properly when I was more like 38, well, when I started doing it more regularly. At this point at 41, almost 42 now, I'm just, no. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I want my sleep. I want a bed. Thank you very much. And flying for like hours on end. Yeah. Can I pay a kid to do that for me? Like I don't have the energy reserves for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, but you have to. And this is the whole point, you know, the sacrifice that there's. You know, paying your dues, as you say. That's why I think you know some people might look at someone, for example, like Ricky Gervais, and, and go, "Oh man, he just did a good TV series, and then you know he just went straight to stand up, and he didn't pay his dues." Well, one, crap, he actually did do some stand up in his early days and stuff like that. But secondly. That's not to be derided, that's to be applauded. I mean, you you skipped going through that crap and yeah. hell, like that's well done, I wish I'd done it that way too. Obviously he had the skill, he had his life experience. And even as Ricky Gervais has said, when someone said, oh, do you wish you'd done, started that early, like, you know, written the series earlier. And he's like, well, no, because as, as my partner says, you know, she's like, you couldn't have written this in your twenties, you couldn't have written this in your early thirties, it was impossible. You didn't have the right brain, the yeah. right mentality, the right experiences. It, you know, he just happened to strike when the, the uh, what is it, when the nail was hot or whatever. I remember, I remember the hot. saying, Is I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, but the point is, it's about your most So that's why also it depends on your age. It depends on how much you're willing to, to go through the slogs, how much you're willing to suffer for it and all the rest. So for me, that's why right now I'm just like, mm, yeah, I need to have the stable income. I'm sorry, but I need that. The, the comedy thing great it's uh, i'm a weekend warrior you know sort of thing like i'll pop out i'll do my bit i'll try to get better at it i do want to improve and i do think i am slowly but i'm not doing it at the speed if for instance i was doing six shows a week yeah i'm not doing it at that speed i know it's a slow show and that's what i think a lot of the comedians here like some people are very confident in their style of comedy but when i think about i'm like no we are probably at the point considering how many years we've been doing it It would be probably the level that someone who had been doing it in New York or London might be after two, maybe three years. And it's taken us six or seven years to get to that level, if you know what I mean. Like if we were able to, because we don't have the pressure cooker. We don't have that competition also. I mean, that's what I was really glad when, for example, when I saw Mumsy perform, right? And he's been doing it. Now, he himself doesn't say he's a full-time comedian. He he even has said, he's he's like, I'm not, I've never been that. But he's been doing it for twelve years, right? So it's probably us in twelve years in that sort of category there. But it was good to see that level because when I saw it, I was like something to try and beat—not in a bad way, but you know, it's like oh, there's a new benchmark. Great! Now I know what I need to aim for. I need to aim for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we—I think I think what we—I think we do have quality. I think you just don't mm. see this because when because you see it as a like as a small you don't see the big picture mm. i mean like i i can tell you honestly i think that for example if you would do a 10 minute set in berlin or amsterdam or london you would do a good 10-minute, like, compared yeah. to... Like, you wouldn't be the weakest in the lineup or something. No, no, no. And, and things like yeah. this. So, or not only, like, 10 minutes, okay, you're, like, strongest, strongest, tightest 10. But, yeah. like, you could do a 20-minute, 30-minute, like, spot, yeah. I think, easily by being g- good, you know? Yeah. Not just, like, yada, 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 whatever, just to entertain, but to be funny, to be, like, yeah. good, to to show some good quality. And I think we have, like, several people, like, four or five, I don't know, people now who are actively performing who can, like basically be equals to people on such markets where they get a chance i don't know berlin where you can jump on two or three english shows a night yeah but i also think that in a way i i agree with all the things you've said but when i say to myself it sounds like excuses because like if, if you want to if you want because i do really want to do comedy professionally yeah. Not just, but yeah. I want to do stand up professionally. I love yeah. doing stand up and so on. And I love a different kind of like game shows, panel shows, quiz shows, this kind of thing. If I could get on TV, that would be amazing, but I don't kind yeah. of expect it. But writing and producing and this kind of stuff is not really my forte because yeah. I like to be the one doing things instead of like preparing things that others will do, yep. you know? But. Yeah, if if I could get into that at some point, I mean, not in the next three months or six months, but five years, seven years, ten years. I'm doing now stand-up for six years, so if I could do it by the ten-year mark, that would be great. But I think, like, you know, I'm I'm telling myself, well, if you can do two English shows a night in Moscow and you really want to do comedy, then what are you doing in Moscow? Go to Berlin yeah. where you can do two nights. Go yeah. to like London. Go Exactly, to,
1: like- exactly. So what I'm, I, I completely agree with you. And and the thing is, if you want to do it, you'll do it. And that's just it. But, you know, if you're in a situation, like for example for me now, okay, I'll take the bits that I can do. The way I see it for me, it's training. It's like sparring in a gym. Like you're a boxer, you're sparring in the gym. This is sparring in the gym. This is where I'm trying to figure out what are the right techniques, this and that. This is why, like when I go to Edinburgh, uh, I would like to to know Okay, I've got a good 50-minute set. Even if I don't get nominated. But I want to know that there's maybe even an inkling that, I, that someone could look at and go, ooh, let's nominate. But even if it doesn't, it's okay. But it's the fact that I'm going to give it a really good hutch. I'm going to try to go in with the best stuff that I have and to show, because like you said, I think we can. I think we have got the, the level that we could go to London and perform on a, on a stage. And people would go, yeah, that was good. That was good. Like hold our own against other London comics who've been doing it for three or four years. I think we could do it, but I'm just saying that it, it generally was probably gonna take a little bit longer because of just the, the lack of timing. It's not an excuse. I'm not saying, oh, we can't make it. No, you can. But at some point, like you said, at some point you need to either go to Germany or you need to go to a place. Like there is some point where you gotta go, there's enough sparring you're gonna have to leave Moscow. At some point you're gonna have to find, you know, marry uh, an English girl, uh, get yourself that visa, Eagle, and you're gonna to have to go to, to London and start doing now, it. I'm, I'm writing this down. Can yeah. you, can you yeah. list the things I have to do again? <laughs> yeah, marry uh, a British girl. Okay. Uh, so that means Northern Irish, Scottish, Welsh, or English. All right, so you've got four options there. And uh, yeah, but you need to somehow get your ass over there And spend some time, not just as a tour, like, you know, right now we could probably do, like you said, like the Moscow show, you could probably, like the Russian show, you could do that in England. I'm sure they'd be fascinated as well, not just Eastern Europeans. I'm sure the English would be like, wait, wait, four, three or four or five people, even if we extended the show, like, you know, five communities are coming who are from Russia, like they live in Russia. A couple of them actually Russian. The rest of them expats who live in Russia. And they're going to make, oh, I'm curious. Like, this will be interesting to see. What do they joke about? What is that? And yeah, there might be a little bit more. Like, for example, if I was going to do my food bit or whatever, I probably need slides to show the food, what it looks like. So people can, you know, quick reference. But otherwise, adaptable, doable, and people would be fascinated. We could do a proper show. And I think we could charge money. I think it's actually something we could look into to do it in England. But that's a tour. That's a once-off that's like a quick money it's just to rake in some cash you know get some pounds and that's it but it's not something that's going to leave our name lingering on their lips and ears and, and something that they will you know then follow us on for years to come so that when we return we return triumphant they'll be like you have returned our gods of comedy from russia have returned
0: no i think here what is the difference between us all of us, not just me mm. and you, but the other residents of our and regulars of our club here, and in many places that I've been to, where they have a similar situation, like expats and non-natives doing comedy in English or in any other foreign language, mm. and to I think it's harder than when you do it in the language of the country, yeah. Because obviously, when you're doing stand-up in Russian in Russia, you first of all in a 16 million city, 16 million people city like Moscow your potential target audience is 16 million people, Yeah. right? Of course, we have to have people who have money, people who want to see. But in terms of who can understand you, it's 16 million people. In terms of who can understand you in English, it's, let's say, 300,000 people, for example. And then you have to go through the filters. Who is older than 18 can go to a bar? Who has money to pay for the ticket, who's actually interested in comedy, yeah. who actually blah, blah, and then you come to like a very narrow like target audience. Uh, and then how do, you, how, do you, how do you make them hear
1: about this little room in a basement where people do comedy? How, how do you reach them and let them know, we are here, we are here to entertain you, please come.
0: Yeah, and that's why it will always have limitations, especially yeah. compared to Russian comedy in Russia or English comedy in London or New York or something. But I think that's why you don't do it. Like you I wouldn't mm. build an English speaking english Instagram career in Moscow. Like I'm using yeah. this as the sparing thing, as you said, like as practice and so on. Because I am right now here and yeah. that's where I started, that's where I discovered English and exactly. and so on. But I think the biggest reason why our people here and many people I met are around like Europe and stuff, mm. while while they're still semi-professional, is because at some point I think you have to just get rid of that safety net. Yeah. Whatever it is, if it's a a job mm-hmm. like that provides you with stable income that you want to count on and so on. Yeah. If it's uh, a wife you have to divorce. No, I mean, like, it, no, but you know, at some point, yeah. even if you, because there are, I mean, there are, comedians professional comedians stand-up comedians who do have families yeah but it, they have this agreement that okay i'll be gone three months a year yep. touring yeah and that's it i mean that's my job same as think- if i was like a truck driver or something mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, I would be away
1: yeah it was a traveling salesman i but i think a lot of times when comedians have families they were comedians before they ever got the families like they they were already on their way up so it was like i mean they're ones who have made it who now have families i think most of them they weren't struggling, running around things with an actual family, family in yeah. tow. I think that's a bit of a difference there. I'm sure there are some who have done it that way. And oh my God, like that, that must've been difficult. And poor, poor spouses, you know, whether it was a man or a woman, whoever, who had to like sit there and watch their partner. And probably they were the ones providing, you know what I mean? The partner paying the money. Um, But it's difficult. I mean, with everything, there's pros and cons, of course. Like Like we were saying before, here, hey, we've got sparring time, you know, we, and the thing is for us, um, we don't have the competition that, for example, in New York where you've got to sign up. You've got to bring five friends with you in, in order to perform on stage for five minutes. You know, we generally have like you should be able to perform once a week easily. There, there's always a spot here. Like we don't have that saturation of comics which is a good thing. In that way, I'm, I'm sure the New York and London people are very jealous in, in that regard. They'd be like, wow, you get, he goes, oh yeah, and we get 10 minute spots. And how many people do you have to bring? None. It's not our responsibility. We just get up on stage and do it. It's like, you guys get 10 minutes. Oh, and the other day I did 15. Actually, no, wrong, 20. I did go over a little bit. But the hosts were a little bit annoyed, but not completely annoyed. Oh, well, that's like, Wait, wait, you didn't get shot on the spot for going over by 20 seconds? No, no, we didn't. You know what I mean? Like, we have that awesome situation. The thing is, yeah, we don't we don't have the
0: opportunity to possibly do it six times a week, every week of the year.
1: Okay, pros and cons.
0: Yeah, but then I think if you really cause there are these kind of Well, there is like one way of doing it mm-hmm. which is at some point cutting out that safety net and going for it mm-hmm. and that story is like i don't know ed sheeran who used to play on the streets but then he like bought a ticket to states and slept on jamie fox's couch and stuff like this or i don't know Sylvester stallone who like sold his dog and started in a porno or whatever to earn some money to get like casting and to get proper clothing and then he bought his dog back like this kind of beautiful story by the way yeah but you know stories when people were like this is what I want, this is my dream, this is my life, I'm going for it. Yeah. And then just go for it. If you have to, like, a month sleep in, you know, like, I don't know, basement of a relative of a cousin who said, okay, you can stay here for a month, like, you know, just go for it. Second thing is using some kind of, like, cheat code. Like, it's not a cheat code, but, you know, I don't know, just preparing your best 15 and then going for some talent show or something where you can, like... You can skyrocket into fame, let's call it, like at but, least temporary fame. But if you have those, like the Type 15, you should then also have
1: another really good 50 minutes in backup reserve. Because if you take off, you don't want to have nothing extra left over. It's like, for example, Oasis. When they got their record deal, um, you know, Noel was talking to the people that he gave his songs. And they asked him, oh, um, what was it? He's like, oh, do you think you know they liked it? Can, can you come up with more? Now, the thing is, he already had a back catalogue of a whole bunch of other songs. He played it cool. I'm like, yeah, I can come up with something. And he's like, I've got to stack up in reserve. Why? Because he was ready. He's like, when this first album comes out, there's going to be another one already ready. We've pretty much got all the songs that we need. He'd written a lot of the songs already before they were ready to go. Why? Because it's good to have that backup. Once you get that momentum rolling, you don't want to lose it.
0: Yeah, no, that's of a big, big factor. when you when you go for such a thing, mm. then you go again, like ready and yeah. you go all out. Yeah. Right. So you go all in and yeah. all out at the same time. Yep. So and that's why I think like I, I would really like to do this at some point. Mm-hmm. And I like I'm not sure because I think for most people that don't do this step that's in any kind of profession or hobby or whatever you want to call it yeah. that people stay like at a semi-professional level sometimes it's just because they maybe don't have the skill or talent or something else that they don't they need to make that step but i think in majority of situations is that they don't There something is like anchoring them like some yeah. responsibility you know like if i know that i have to i don't know pay mortgage or something, something be if I have to be in Moscow for some medical reason for personal reason, I don't know, then of course, I can't dream of, you know, touring England, or whatever, like, you know, so I think for a lot of people, they have this anchor that's holding them back. And sadly, they can maybe not release. That anchor, yeah, because maybe it's a very important thing. I mean, one thing I'd like to make clear is you know, it's good to say, well, just release
1: your anchor and move forward. But if your, your anchor that's holding you back is a sick mother, you yeah, know, of course, who you yeah. have to pay medical bills. But you guys to like, sorry, mom, you're just gonna have to die because I have got my comedy career,
0: yeah. I'm touring next week, so <laughs> yeah. someone else should, you know, like pay for your hospital bills and you know, like bring yeah. you food. But you'll figure it out, yeah. So I'm gonna leave my management job, uh, that's I, paying actually really good money. I, and- I left some jokes here, just you know, <laughs> so can you read like those and have some laughs I'll be off doing my comedy yeah exactly Uh, like you know yeah obviously and I think that's like the make it or break it thing I would say and how do you turn a hobby or passion or Mm -hmm. a semi-profession into a profession I think it's just going for it and then if you go for it and you fail Well, fuck it, you failed. Then go back to the thing you were doing, or hopefully you have a plan B. Because some people get into kind of any entertainment industry, like early, without, I don't know, going to like Justin Bieber or something like got picked up on YouTube, and got a deal and so on. But what if it didn't work out for him? Like he didn't go to, well, maybe now he did or something, but like, you know, you don't go through, you don't have like a master's degree to fall back on. You don't have like Mm -hmm. 10 years of experience in corporate to fall back on and so on. Like, then you're screwed. But if you can (laughs) somehow, Like do this sparring as we do here while doing something else to get that experience and at least like CV and something, something to get that safety net to stay there permanently that you don't have to cut out. Then I think you can take the step, go for it, see what happens and you either make it or break it. If you make it great, you're living the dream, you're doing what you always wanted to do. If you break it, fall back on what you have and at least you know you went for it.
1: Yeah. I think uh, to sum up, it's sort of like the sparring is good. Like you said, we've got that. Now the part where I, I agree, but you know, you don't have to, uh, it depends on your situation. Like those response people were saying, like sick mother or whatever, or you're married and, and you love your person. You don't want to divorce them, you know, then you might actually have to, maybe you don't go for it. But at the same time, if you don't go for it, it doesn't mean you have to give on comedy. It doesn't mean you failed either. It's your choice, as long as it's your choice. You wanna go for it, you really wanna make it big, then absolutely 100%, go for it. But if you don't, it doesn't mean you're fa- it's like learning guitar, you don't learn the guitar and say, well, it's a complete waste unless I end up in, you know, a major rock band, international rock band. No, you should be happy just playing it. If you don't actually like playing guitar, you don't like strumming it on your own in your living room, then what the hell are you doing? Like then why? No, you're, you're obsessed with fame. Obs- that's what your goal is is fame in which case then you know do porn do do youtube videos do tiktok do whatever the hell that gets you out there you know what i mean like yeah I in mean, that case if your obsession is just fame and being recognized then open an only fans
0: page you know uh, just if if the goal well i mean my kind of dream and goal would be to turn comedy into profession yeah but so i can do what I love doing. I can earn money doing what I love doing, but it doesn't mean that if it doesn't work out, I will just stop doing comedy. Exactly. I don't do comedy to earn money. I would earn money doing comedy, but I don't do this for money. I do this because I really enjoy it. It's like a passion. It's a hobby. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, Thing that I think is a part of me, like I yeah. think I'm a comedian, right? But so yeah, if you don't you don't play, you don't learn how to play the guitar to do like Glastonbury or Coachella, yeah. You can also play the guitar. You can also be the guy who comes to a house party, takes out the guitar and plays "Wonderwall," the one that all, everyone hates. You know, <sighs> it's it, it, you can be that guy. Why not? It's also an option. So uh, just Pixies. Where is my mind?
1: Just go with that. Just,
0: why Wonderwall? Yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> I think uh, that's a good conclusion yeah. of the topic. It's whatever you can make it, whatever works for you and on whichever level you yeah. can make it work, to to have the balance of like responsibility and yeah. like the dream and if it's possible to turn it into like the dream to make but a living take the out risks of it. if you
1: can. Yeah. If you can, take the risks. Don't hold back. Like you made a joke about my, my card. Yeah. I lost the
0: card. I missed that chance. Maybe you'll get that another dumb... card. Who knows? <sighs> Many people have business cards. You know, you don't know. Maybe you'll get tomorrow. You maybe cards? someone's going to listen to this podcast. No. Maybe someone is going to... Yeah, Many right. important people have business cards. <laughs> and maybe someone is going to listen to this podcast and be like, these people, I need them on my radio show. <laughs> and, we'll, and, and that's it. We, we made it. Yeah. So thank you for listening. If you do have any job offers or any questions or anything, you can always contact us in the comments or on our email the kiosk at gmail.com
1: yeah yeah the comedy kiosk is one word or lowercase at gmail.com
0: and thank you for listening i'm igor monday and i'm david munoz and we will be with you on the next topic and the next episode of the comedy kiosk goodbye